Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory and now from the monsters inc laugh floor it's the mickey dudes podcast here's your master of ceremonies Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Tonight I got three of our Mickey Dude extraordinaires hailing from Houston. We have our producer, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. From Glasgow, we have... Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. And currently in Jersey right now, we have the one and only Joe Quattrochi. Greetings from the land of better pizza, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get into that now, but Joseph and I are going to have a little pizza throwdown. He's going to come to my neighborhood in Queens, and I'm going to take him to my favorite pizzeria. And we're going to try the pizza over there. And then I'm going to go out to Jersey and try his neighborhood pizzeria. And I'm sure we won't agree either which way, but it'll be a good reason just to hang out. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Don't get to see you as much as I would like to, so okay. We'll go for a run and burn that off while we're done, so. That's true. I mean, you're way faster than me, so you're going to leave me in the dirt, but... I'm, I'm, I'm willing for this, you know? It's a it's a friendly competition. It doesn't always have to be mudslinging like when it's me, when it's me and Doug. But and if, it, and if anybody follows us on Twitter or Facebook, they will see Dave and I going back and forth. It's your typical New York, New Jersey clash of the titans. It's it's all in good fun, but I wouldn't Thank want God it. you're not a huge sports fan. <laughs> if you were, it'd be really bad. Right. I can play it off as I am, but... I had to be different in my house. I came from a house of jocks. I have no athletic ability. So basically, I become a sports fan when money is involved. And now the football season's coming around. 
whoever covers the spread pretty much and is in line with my picks for the week, that's who I'm a fan of. But I digress. So while Joseph and I do go back and forth on our little pizza and New York, New Jersey kind of rivalry here, we do agree on a lot of things. We agree that we love Disney. We see the world in many ways the same way. We, When we do clash, we have enough respect for each other to basically say, okay, we can agree to disagree. But on Disney, we meet eye to eye. And while some of you might find this topic blasphemous, we also agree on Universal Studios Orlando. Uh, Joseph and I just recently became annual pass holders. I was an annual pass holder having one of the uh, power passes, which had a lot of blackout dates, but worked to my schedule when I was in Florida about a year ago. I wanted to visit Universal, and I had a couple of people that wanted to go at, on, at different times, so I did have an annual pass because it paid for itself, but since then I let it lapse. Being in, the, being in Orlando for the whole month of August, I kind of felt that I wanted to visit Universal a couple more times, so... I renewed my annual pass at the same time as Joe did with his wife. They became new annual pass holders. Joe hadn't been there since the early 90s. What was it, 1990? Uh, it was 90, no, 1991. Okay. It was the last time I was there. So he was treating it as he never been there because since 1991, it's changed significantly. His lovely wife was there a couple, uh, one time, but she was there for a work function, so... She was uh, working at that time. They did take the group for a, a team building on a couple rides, but she really didn't have a chance to really experience the park. And a friend of our show, Becca Toon, came on with us, and we spent two days in Universal. So tonight we're going to talk about our experiences there. Jeff was also there recently because he wanted to experience the Dragon Challenge, which closed on September 5th to make way for a new Harry Potter roller coaster, which Dragon Challenge was themed to Harry Potter, but this is supposed to be uh, more interactive. It's Universal's answer to all the things that Disney sent down the pike during uh, D23. And in November, our Scottish colleague will be coming across the pond for his trip to Disney. How long has it been? That was 2012. I was last year, so it's been about five years. So there has been a few things obviously changed over over the last few years as well. So I'm looking forward to going in and experiencing them. Okay, so he'll be down in Disney then, and he's also going to be visiting Universal while there because, let's face it, when you come from overseas, you need to maximize your time, and it's not worth it to come just for a few days. You come for They come for two weeks at a time. They come for a fortnight. So he has a lot to get done, and... We decided that we are going to help him maximize his visit to Universal when he gets there. So before Joe and I talk about our annual pass experience, Jeff, would you please tell us about your visit over to um, Universal? And consequently today, I know we're a Disney podcast, but we will once in a while dive into Disneyland in the future and Universal. So think of us today as the Minion Dudes. <laughs> I like it. I like let's, it. Let's do that. Uh, Before you go on to that, I got to give props to my buddy Joe for that one. He came up with that one, so <laughs> that's all on him. Listen, as everybody knows, I love Cars. Like, I love that franchise. 
I think I love the minions even more. Like I can't get enough of the minions. <laughs> that yeah. actually that's a that surprises me. I mean, I I knew you were a huge minion fan because when you saw the minions meeting, you had this little face on you like a girl in the. Dave, I looked like a five-year-old. Yeah, when I, like I got my picture taken with the minions. Exactly, I mean, you were laughing. <laughs> exactly, you you had the face of a girl, a schoolgirl with a crush when you saw them. So I'm smiling right now. I mean, exactly. Yeah, so, nice. <laughs> think of us as that for now. And with that, Jeff, tell us about your brief trip. Yeah, so uh, we have been going to Universal Studios in Orlando just as long as we've been going to Disney World. Um, it's kind of ebbed and flowed over the years for us. Uh, we've been annual pass holders for, a, I don't know, a good while, uh, maybe uh, seven years or so. We just keep keep uh, recurring it. Um, but it it is a, a, a very um, fun and adventurous resort uh, let's just put it that way but just keep in mind that whether you are aligned with universal or, or aligned with disney uh there's nothing you can't deny how much uh, amazement <laughs> and joy can be had at both places so anyway we we started going there um off and on um we kind of wrote used to rotate but now we go a lot more often because we are huge harry potter fans um, so that being said, uh, the Dragon Challenge is, has gone away now officially. Uh, before that, it was called the du- Dueling Dragons, and it was definitely a higher stature uh, roller coaster back in the day because it literally had two coasters uh, take off at the exact same time, and they had this really cool uh, feature where they would uh, come within, I don't know, about 10 feet of each other, and it looks like you're going to collide as they're, they're kind of both doing a, a uh, invert inverted uh, loop toward each other uh, there was a mishap uh, I think somebody got really bad injured um, a shoe or something or a sh- phone I think actually I took think it was a penny out. or something it's changing oh my it's gosh it's getting it's getting out of control I thought I heard it, it was a phone but it, nonetheless it was something came out of somebody's you know, and then hit somebody else in the eye and took their eye out and um, anyway it's escalated where it's to the point of uh, they've uh, it's a lot less uh, effective as it used to be, but it's still an amazing, amazing coaster, uh, dueling coasters, two, two coasters in one. But that being said, whenever in 2011, they converted it over as the perfect prime real estate uh, to convert over to a Harry Potter themed uh, ride. So it would be, you know, they changed it from uh, dueling dragons to the dragon challenge. And it's themed after uh, the Harry Potter, the, the, uh, the fourth movie uh, or book, uh, Goblet of Fire. And so what what we did was we just went ahead and, and took a quick visit to say goodbye to it. Uh, it's a, both of my daughters have, uh, that was like their first looper coaster. Um, uh, my nephews both, I took them on the first time. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of history with our family. Um, and, and for whatever reason it's easy to get on i even with, with or without the express pass over the years it's one of those things you can count on it's in a, a a very highly themed experience that you can almost within it's usually less than 15 minutes to get on so that doesn't count the last month or so since they've announced it's going to be closing but that being said i've really enjoyed it and uh, it was really bizarre because We've always done Express Pass on this thing or walked on uh, through an Express Pass uh, short wait. Um, I've never done 
the Harry Potter themed queue. And I've heard lots of things about it. Oh, it's great. It's, yeah, it, it's it's one of the longest queues you've probably ever been on in your life. But uh, oh, yeah. it, it just it goes on and on. But it's got so many different, um, I guess, gotchas and and hidden uh, rooms, and and you feel like you're in a cave at one point. And and uh, anyway, it, it's it was an it was an amazing experience to to go through that that queue one more time. But uh, I really I really have nobody has a clue what the next attraction is going to be. But I really, really hope that they keep something at this queue. I mean, they have to have some kind of queuing system, so it seems natural to me to keep this queue in place. Um, but anyway, uh, we really had a good Just time. Before uh, you, before you go on, for our listeners uh, who are familiar with Harry Potter and maybe never rode the ride, the queue is uh, themed to the Triwizard Tournament that uh, Harry had to compete in in the Goblet of Fire. Jeff, during annual pass holder night um, that Dave and I both attended, um, I don't—I admit I don't know a ton about Universal. I'm still learning, but there were annual pass holders in front of us that seemed pretty seasoned, and they were saying that they might keep the queue and just build where the actual track is. Yeah, that makes sense. Please don't quote me on that, but that's what some people in line were talking. They seem pretty seasoned uh, pass holders, yeah. so take it for what it's worth. Yeah, it's I hope the, so. It's one of the biggest queues I've seen because not only have you got the inside. You know, inside the center mountain with the, the caves and stuff. Before you get there, if you look down to the left as you're going by, there's land everywhere. Uh, the, the, obviously, when it was opening up at the beginning, they, they thought when Julian Dragons was there, it's, they, they thought that they were going to need it. And it was it was a popular ride, but there's nowhere near that they were going to have that amount of queue to actually fill these sort of things. So it is a huge, big, big bit of land for them to play with. For sure. Yeah, uh, it it's going to be something that's probably uh, a little bit coaster, a little bit, uh, you know, screen-based. Uh, so something uh, that where they can incorporate, I'm sure, the movies. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's going to have some of the new movies in it. Uh, you know, the... Um, the, the uh, sorry. Yeah, Fantastic Beast uh, series. So that's that's the rumor anyway. Every trip, uh, we we've gone to Universal uh, three times this this year, so uh, they all kind of bleed together uh, with me. But um, no, I mean Universal. Uh, they, I already was a fan of the Universal Studios parks, but when they hit brought in Harry Potter, that was a home run for us because. Uh, I think we figured out uh, over the years uh, we were we are uh, still massive Star Wars geeks but I think we figured out we're bigger Harry Potter geeks so uh, you just can't go wrong with um, with anything Harry Potter as far as we're concerned I totally see that in, in my opinion just throwing in the Harry Potter thing I've experienced Pandora and I've experienced both of the quote unquote Harry Potter lands and Islands of Adventure and Universal and I know everybody was saying, oh, Pandora is the answer to... It's not even close. I mean, it's close, but it's not like... There's just, there's just nothing like it. Like, it's just... You really have to see it in person to be like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, we just graced... Like, there are so many of the shops I didn't go into and so many of, like, the little attractions. Like, you know, people were buying wands and doing all, like, the different things. And, like, like I said, I've read the books. I've, I haven't seen the movies, but I've read the series. I actually like the books better than the movies. 
Um, I saw the first one. I was like, eh, but I really enjoyed the books. I love the storyline. So a lot of like, you know, it's different than what I imagined in my head when I was reading the books. However, like just seeing everybody like get into like the, with the, you know, they were wearing the capes and, you know, they're like, you know, the Landers, I'm Gryffindor, I'm Slytherin, you know, I'm Hufflepuff, you know, it's like, it was just, it was really cool. Like everybody's so into it. And just the, the attention to detail in that land is just, it's really incredible. It, it's, I had to say it to myself to believe it. I mean, Pandora is really nice, but this is just still, it's not even close. I think if Universal could do it, they would make all of Islands of Adventure just one giant Harry Potter world. <laughs> like, honestly. And it would yeah. be awesome. I think that's the way they're heading. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love the Tower of Terror. You know, I, that's my f- favorite ride in Disney property. Obviously, I've not done Pandora yet. We'll see what happens when I go in October. But Forbidden Journey is far and above anything else that I've ever ridden and it's it's fantastic it's just a great great ride it's got everything you know it throws you about it's got the screens it's got live action sort of bits as well it's just amazing the theming of that is it's the best I've seen you know for anything any sort of roller coaster or any sort of themed land and that's the thing that always pulled me through now Joe said that he read all the books and didn't see the movies, so... I'm actually going to see the movies, Dave. I'm actually making it my business now to actually, like, force myself, because I want to compare what I saw with my eyes to, you know, the, actually the movies. I'm actually going to actually watch the movies now. Okay, well... I, I, mean, will, I know the story, yeah, but... Course. So it's really going... You know, it's almost like I've seen Pandora now. I actually want to see Avatar. Well, that well that's, you know well, that's saying, the whole but, thing. Well, first off, keep in mind when you watch the movies that the books are so much better than the movies. The first, the first two Harry Potter movies are very much true to the books. You get to the third book and they start... There's a lot more details and they start to leave a lot out and... The third book of the Harry Potter series, even as an English teacher who loves good literature, I'm going to say that that's my all-time favorite book compared to what I teach, what I've read in college and everything. The story of how Sirius Black sacrifices himself for his best friend's son is just, it's its a pure love story that just I just uh, need to, I need to read it every couple of years. It just kind of just re- renews my faith in humanity when I read that book. And what they did with the movie was just blasphemy. They took out a whole bunch of parts, but they they had to do it just for uh, time logistics. But one thing about that p- park is the whole uh, lands are set to the movie set. It's just it's identical to the movie set, so it is rooted in the movies. But in the movies, there are the books, so keep that in mind when you do when you do go. But as a huge Harry Potter fan, I read it later on when I started teaching junior high, and it was I did not really get into the whole Harry Potter thing until maybe the fifth book was coming out. I kind of felt that um, my students at that time were on a level to read it. I kind of was curious at that point because uh, a lot of them did like it, so I wanted to see what they were reading and what the whole um, hoopla was about, and I got sucked in really quick. I even gave my father a copy of the books while he was uh, convalescing after a total knee replacement, and he just ate up the books at that point. And I found myself at the fifth book being out at the midnight at the bookstores with the cape on, with the glasses, getting it. So for books five, six, and seven, I was part of that mass hysteria out wanting to get the next book. 
because the first four just sucked me in at that point. So I normally would be the type that says that I love Disney and I really had no reason to go to Universal, but Harry Potter was just too much of a draw. And when I went, it just totally changed my opinion and just... I love going to Universal for that reason. But there's so much more. Oh yeah, to of course. Just that, like that's all everybody ever talks about. Just oh, Harry Potter, and it was it was amazing. But like I had a blast. I mean, we had a blast, and we met up with Jeff, and you know, he was having a blast with his family. I mean, there's so much more. Oh yeah, most definitely. But that was what I'm saying is Harry Potter was the hook that brought me into Universal, and since then I totally fell in love with everything else that's there. I ended up getting a premier pass, which is the highest pass one can get. One thing you'll find with, with Universal that's not really the case with, with Disney is Universal will nickel and dime you in certain ways because they just don't have the resources that Disney does. For instance, anytime you go to one of their hotels, they charge for parking, there's a resort fee, and if you're a day guest visiting, you're going to have to pay for parking. If you have an annual pass or you're staying on property, you don't have to pay for parking in Disney. It's not the case in Universal. And that was the first thing that Joe said before even going through, going through the gates at that point. So there are, some price, there are some price concessions. A ticket is a little bit less at Universal because there's only two parks, whereas Disney has four parks. So something to consider. Yeah, there is Volcano Bay, and we'll get into that at another time. I think I'm the only one so far to experience Volcano Bay, so we'll kind of table that discussion till later on if Jeff ever experiences it or uh, Joe or anything or any of our other commentators decide to go visit and they, ex they experience it. So well, we won't even count it at the moment. But I uh, came for Harry Potter, and everything else just sucked me in. And you uh, stayed for the minions. I did stay for the minions. Yes, you uh, did. I get, I have a pass where when I go, I get a free express front of the line check-in for all of the rides after four o'clock. I can only ride them once. At that point, usually th there are a whole bunch of single rider lines too to take advantage of. I will say my favorite ride there is probably the Mummy. It's an indoor. It's an indoor coaster. It's kind of. It's probably a bit tame compared to other coasters there. Uh, I wouldn't and, say so. I would say it's not that's a good ride. ride. It, it's deceptive. It's. I I like to think of it as rock and roller coaster without a loop, but it kind of has that. It, it kind of has a lot of that neon uh, look that. Rock and roller coaster. It's got has. a lot of heat in it, man. There's there is a, there's a lot of there fire. There is a lot of fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of going backwards, just like Everest as Wait, well. That's that's in my that's in my top five. Oh, yeah. The mummy seriously, like Dave. If you remember, we went on that. I had a smile, and I, I again, I was just like, that was awesome. That's a great. Now, ride. my question with your top five is your top five comparing park to park. Is it is it in each park, no, or are you doing both parks together? No. I'm, I'm doing. I, I count. You know, I count Universal as one. Okay, park. I so really do. it's it's almost like when we go to Disneyland. I consider it it's one thing, even though the DCA and Disneyland Park are separate. Like you're you're bouncing back and forth. I mean, so all it's, right. So yeah, I'm combi I'm combining the two together. Okay, so if that's in your top five, I am going to wager a guess of what your favorite things are. Would you Would you indulge me for a second and let me kind of just guess your top five? Okay. Sure. So I'm going to say that your First number one 
ride between Islands of Adventure and Universal is the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Don't tell me yes or well, don't tell me yes or no. I'm just okay. So I guess it's number two. So we're gonna. Right. I'm gonna say then the, the Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk roller coaster, the Incredible Hulk roller coaster is number one then because you just gave me that uh, little, that that little indication. Right. Okay, so Hulk, Rip Ride Rocket. I love the Hulk roller coaster. It is an intense coaster. It's nice and smooth. Rip Ride Rocket, I did once. I came off with a really bad crick in the neck, and I will never do it again. Becca and Joe tried to get me on it. I told them not a chance. I got on Hulk with them. I got on uh, Dueling Dragons, or uh, what is it? Uh, Dragon, Dragon Challenge, Challenge, which is no longer there, as we've talked about. No problems, but that one, yeah, no. It just, I hate it. I'm not doing it again. I'd rather do Primeval World. So number three, then, I'm going to say has to be Minions. Uh, no. Is it in the top five? It's in the top okay. five, yes. So if number five is the mummy, let's see. No, uh, three is the mummy. Three is the mummy, so I'll put five as minions then. Uh, yep. Four. Hmm. This one's, this, one, just... this one's a tough one. Let's see. I'm going to wager that it would be Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Nope. What is it? It'd be Dragon Challenge. I, uh, I mean, I'm a coaster guy. I know you're a coaster guy. You know, <laughs> now that it's now that it's closed, though, I just wasn't even thinking around that way. But okay, I got you. I mean, I love the Minions. It's my it's one of my favorite properties um, besides Cars. But like, I mean, that's the one thing I love about Universal, and that's why I appreciated why Jeff made the the final rundown there to see his you know and have his kids experience dragon challenge again dave you know you felt the same way and i wish i was in new jersey when they got rid of the great american screen machine at six Flags. oh great yeah Adventure. that was my favorite one of, one of my favorite one of my favorites of all time to say goodbye to a coaster and that's one of the things is like experiencing universal not have done it since i was 10 or 11 years old you know it's almost like going to orlando i could finally like get that coaster feeling out of my you know, get the you know get that rush that i haven't i don't usually get in disney world i mean yes i love space mountain i love you know uh rock and roller coaster but like you know expedition everest is, is good but you're not getting that like rush that you're getting that, from hulk or Ripley rocket and and that's what i felt like i felt like i was like almost like getting that rush that i haven't gotten in a while i just i keep repeating myself i apologize but so that's why i appreciate why jeff made the run down there with his family i'm like i, I respect that you know saying goodbye to an old friend i mean that's pretty cool so let's before we move on to Stephen, Joe, tell us about the conditions of your first visit, how, what we ended up doing and why, and becoming an annual pass holder, and what your annual pass actually gives you. Okay, so you were down there on your 36-day overstay in the state of Florida. Yes. <laughs> you know, you were just... So we were, we were, I was down there with my wife had gotten me, um, for my birthday, uh, a weekend at the contemporary, you know, everybody knows who listens to the show and who knows me personally. That's my, one of my favorite resorts in Disney and I actually re- relaxed most of the weekend we met up for dinner, uh, you and Rebecca, you know, my wife and I, and, uh, we had a blast, whatever. Um, I spent a lot of time by the pool, but you had mentioned, you know, I was flying back, I think that Tuesday and you're like, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to universal on Sunday or Monday. You want it to go? It was Becker and I like, that were planning to go down and we were going to go to yeah. uh, volcano Bay, which didn't actually work out because Joe had oh, yeah, a better you, you, idea. You, yeah. You're like, well, like, well, let's just go to universal. I'm like, why don't we just go to the parks? I haven't been there forever. You're like, sure. So I started looking into tickets. Now, luckily I am a Florida resident as well and they don't have one day Florida tickets. It was like $165 plus tax or for like a two day park hopper. 
between Islands of Adventure and Universal. I said, man, that's expensive. So Dave was like, well, was like, you know, maybe we can go Sunday and Monday, and we'll get, we'll get a room. So we actually split a room at, um, where we stay? At Portofino Bay. And I ended up buying for two days. It was only like another like 50 bucks. I got a seasonal pass, which is, I think, brand new this year. Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, right? That was, it's the green one. It's never, I think that was added this it year. It used to be called the Power just, Pass, which is now the second tier. Yeah, so th- this one is the lowest of the four. Um, if people aren't familiar with Universal, there's the Premier Pass, which is the top, the Preferred Pass, the Power Pass, and then now the Seasonal Pass. Um, the Seasonal Pass is the lowest. Um, there's not a lot of benefits that come with it. It's just good for the two parks. It's um, It gets you some discounts at hotels. Um, it's not good for, um, there's no free parking or anything like that. There's no Express Line Pass. Whereas I have mentioned. free valet parking and free preferred parking. But Dave, but Dave also paid like double what I paid. Yep, so for for this me for me for the for me for the year with tax, as a and I, granted, I got the Florida resident rate. It was two hundred and seventy five dollars for the year. So for a one day pass for one sixty five, I might as you know for a two day pass, I was like I might as well just upgrade and get the annual pass. So that's what we did, and um, yeah. So that's it. All started from just a quick phone call saying, "Hey, we're gonna go to Universal for the day." And it turned out being, let's. I ended up buying an annual pass. <laughs> I'm actually glad I went with Dave because um, I hadn't been, like I said, since I was 10, 11 years old. I started doing my research. I was reading touring plans, watching YouTube videos, um, watching like the Diz YouTube stuff, um, just trying to get like a, some backstory. So I didn't feel like you know clueless when I showed up there. I, you know, I, I hate seeing people on Disney walking out the maps up to their faces. I was like, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> so, so thank goodness Dave knew where he was going and pretty much took Becca and I around. And uh, after essentially like a, a day, and plus because we stayed on property, we had the express. Pass. And we're going to talk about why we did that, actually. Yes, we covered a lot of the parks, and I learned really quickly where I was going, and it wasn't that difficult. So uh, it was it was pretty cool. But yes, I ended up with the seasonal pass, and uh, ended up buying one for my wife as well. And uh, she was with us for one know, evening also, and that was yeah, she was with us for one evening. But we've gone back again since then. So we justified it as we we go to Disney World a ton, and we actually go on there down there for our vacations as well we said you know what this will be something different where we want to go ride some coasters for a couple hours and go to city walk it's a little bit closer to our house in daytona so um and we actually gone to already our third day we've already gone to a universal annual pass holder night so we've already been entrenched in the universal pass holder world so uh it's uh you know it's been good so far and uh it's something different to do we're still pro disney but you know it's there's nothing bad about universal as well it's a if you're going to be in Orlando and you have the time to beat her, like there's like Steven's going to be down there. There's nothing wrong with venturing out for a day or two just to see something different, experience something, something new. So with the math for, um, cause Becca and I, uh, was discussing this. Uh, did Becca end up updating to a, uh, up to a seasonal pass? Cause she think she said she I, was thinking of I, doing it. it. She, she did. She did do yeah. It. She did it after okay. Yeah, universal extended her thing to like the following day. So I think she, she did as much I, like 20 I, bucks. I had her in my car and she was trying to do it in, in the car on her phone and the connection kept timing out. So I don't know if I didn't know if she <laughs> made the, uh, made the cutoff at that point, but, uh, for a Florida resident, a Florida I'm going to try this one more time. Get out the tongue-tiedness, blah, blah, blah. For a Florida resident, the Power Pass will um, pay for itself in two visits. For a non-Florida resident, it's three visits. And um, basically, what are the blackout dates? Do you remember off the top of your head? 
Well, I mean, for the seasonal pass, I'm actually going to click on it right now because I don't know off the top of my head, but the seasonal pass one, the green pass, is which one I have, this universal thing would load as we're doing live podcasts I here. think while you're looking uh, at it, <laughs> I know it's definitely Christmas week. It's blocked out. It's, it's blocked out. It's most most of July. Yeah. All of most of July, all of July, and a big chunk of um, of August too. The, I think the day that we went was the first day that it opened up that it was avail that it was available or that like that weekend, it was available to actually wasn't blocked out anymore. So that was another reason why I suggested going for it. So Dave, I can give you those dates right now. It's July seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. It's pretty much late July and Christmas week up to New Year's. Um, it's so yes, July seventeenth, essentially to the thirty first, and then Christmas week. Uh, the power annual pass is a little bit different. That's uh, it looks like it's blacked out uh, April eighth to the twenty second, December twenty first to the thirty first, and then the preferred annual pass. Um, there are no blackout dates for Universal Studios for annu- for preferred annual pass holders uh, for Universal Studios Florida or Islands of Adventure. It says here Volcano Bay is blocked out July first to the thirty first. Um, I think that's for the three park but one. The three yeah. park here, it's, yeah. So, but it's a preferred, obviously, you get the most benefits. Uh, for us, for my wife and I, the, the seasonal There's is fine. There's the premium, which I have above that, which has no. Now, you got to remember, I, I'm, I'm on the Florida site right now, so gotcha. I apologize to everybody who's not living in Florida. But, you know, the dates are pretty yeah, much Yeah, they're similar, pretty much the same. So, so let's talk about the um, the Express Pass, because what, what was our original plan? Why did we end up... Uh, why did we end up doing what we did? Because it ended up being if we were to buy, the, first of all, touring plan said it was going to be eight to nines out of tens for that weekend. So we knew it was going to be crowded um, to buy the, and we were on a limited time we were because only, I was flying back. We were only going for a day or day and a half. So we wanted to make the most, yeah, so we, we extended it a little bit, but we wanted to make the most of our time. So we, we looked into buying um, the express pass for ourselves. Like, hey, listen, let's all buy it, you know, so we could, we could use it because you could buy them at the parks or before you go in separately. However, you and I did some research and uh, we discovered that if we were actually to book a room at one of Universal's uh, deluxe resorts, uh, either Portofino Bay or uh, Royal Pacific. Rock or uh, um, Hard Rock. We, or Hard Rock, excuse me. Um, we get a limited express pass and it actually was cheaper for us to split a room and just kind of crash on property and take advantage of the transportation and, and be there, you know, for the early entry the next day as well, than actually buying those passes separately, individually for each of us. So we just said, okay, screw it. We're just crashing a room together and that's it. So we all hunkered down, got some room service one night and uh, we, we had a blast. I mean, so it was definitely, um, it was definitely worth it. So that's something for everybody to keep in mind. If you, you know, if you have the time, look into possibly booking a room it might be cheaper in the long run if you're going to plan on getting the express pass. Yeah, we got a um, annual pass rate because it was an annual pass discount for Portofino Bay. Uh, there was also a Florida resident pass rate that uh, Joe could have got at Royal Pacific, which was just six dollars six dollars less than Portofino Bay. Of the two properties, uh, they are both quite luxurious and they're both grand. Uh, it was recommended that we go over to Puerto Rico Bay because that's probably their highest end property. I was also going to buy the Express Pass, even though I get an Express Pass with my with my pass. It's only good after four, as I said, and I can only go on once. At that point, they were going to be constantly going on. I had to get a pass myself for that day anyway, so 
um, when we did the math, it was it came out to something like what did we pay? Like it was like three oh eight for the room. Whereas if we were gonna do the passes for the four of us, it was like a, it was like a hundred dollars a piece or so. It was a hundred and some dollars a piece for the unlimited. Yeah, you know. I think it would have came out. It definitely came out to more than what the room was. I think I think it was beyond that. I, I think there was like uh, we made out. It on was definitely it, it was definitely more. We 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 were able to do it with the time that we had, and so. It worked out well. So. All right. So, Joe, before we go over to uh, Stephen, let's just talk about this little uh, party that we went to. We on um, I think it was uh, Sunday, the twenty seventh of August. They had a uh, annual passholder appreciation night. They had two of them. They had one on Thursday, the thirty first, and the twenty seventh. All you needed to do was sign up if you were an annual passholder. They did cap it at a certain amount. Uh, this year, it was just at Islands of Adventure. In the past, when I went, it was uh, at both the Islands of Adventure and at Universal. But I think keeping it to one park kind of kept it uh, kept it um, kind of more intimate in that way. And you had from eight o'clock to eleven o'clock to experience all the attractions, and it was quite a fun night. It was a little disorganized at the beginning. Joe and I actually I never uh, ended up meeting up. Uh, during that time, I, I went with a friend of mine and uh, we had a couple of things to get done. I had never done any of the water rides. So for the first hour, I was on Dudley Do-Right's Ripshaw Falls and then I was on Popeye's Bilge Rat Barges before I changed. And those things will get you soaked. So I rode those and then made my way over to um, the Incredible Hulk, which I'm sure Joe was constantly on at that point. But by the time oh, yeah. by the time we got over there, I had uh, he he had left because uh, his wife had work the next day. He wasn't feeling well, so I had missed him. But we finished up with Incredible Hulk that night. And well, I wasn't feel I wasn't feeling well because we had, we had spent the whole day okay. there. We actually got there. We actually got there about oh, eleven o'clock. We we eleven thirty. We really didn't rush to get over there. And it wasn't super crazy crowded, and we did a lot of the rides. And I was when I told, I texted you that I wasn't feeling well. It was because I had ridden so much, ah, so and I think vertigo? when I rode, what, what, I, yeah, it was almost like I was getting tired. And believe it or not, it was Dueling Dragons riding that. At, we rode it before the annual pass holder, and then we went back again and rode it. I think we rode it. Jeffy, be proud. I think we rode like six times. <laughs> We rode it like each, twice each time. Was it each yeah, one that yeah, you we, rode six times? No, we rode three, okay. three each side. So we rode because we wanted to do it in the front on each ride as well. We wanted to do it in the front at night yeah. as well, and uh, and which was an amazing experience. Just like Hulk at night is just absolutely amazing. Uh, it's Hulk at night is probably what my favorite thing to do in Orlando. Yeah. it's unbelievable. It's brilliant. Um, but it, the way they did it was it was a little disorganized in the beginning. Um, you know, I definitely highly recommend getting there an hour before they say it's going to open um, just to line up and queue up. Uh, but the way they do this is they actually, um, and this is, like I said, this is all new to me. Um, they actually get everybody out of the park who is not an annual pass holder is not signed for this evening. They clear the park. And even if you're an annual pass holder, you got to get out. And then they essentially start all over. So imagine if you, you're doing extra magic hours at late at night and they clear the park for you. And then you go in and you have the whole place to yourself. That's essentially what it is. Disney, if you could ever do this, which I know they would never do this, if you could clear the park for like extra magic hours, oh my God, they'd be amazing. Like it took a lot of effort for them to do it, but it was a lot of fun how they just, and you just essentially just go. And we did everything. We think when we stayed for like an hour and a half of the extra time, we were just shot. We did everything again 
and we just walked on to everything. It was amazing. Uh, cast members were very nice. They all had the t- team U- members. U- o- the t- oh, sorry, team members. I'm still getting used to it. The UOAP t-shirts. They said we love our, our pass holders. And I will say this. Um, you might not get the amount of discounts that a Disney annual pass holder gets as a universal pass holder. Like you still have to pay for parking and so on and so forth. But the fact that they do th- events like this, it made you feel a little more appreciated as a pass holder. Unlike Disney, you, know, you have the little line again that they don't even check half the time that you are a pass holder. That's pretty much it. Now, when, you know, unless you, when you walked in, did they give you always the thank you for being an annual pass holder? Because I was blown away by that. I, every time I went oh, yeah, this yeah, whole summer. They did that, yeah. They don't do that in Disney, but they, they definitely did that. Like Because we also have the lanyards. Uh, they were like, oh, thank you for being a pass holder. So I was pretty impressed with that. Um, like I said, and the team members were, for the most part, no issues. All they were a fantastic service. Dave, you were there the one night when uh, the one cast member wanted to give me a express pass because it was my birthday. I said, I already got it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for offering. So it was a great time. Uh, if you are an annual pass holder and you have the ability to go to one of these events, it's the same thing as Disney doing these after hours events that are you know, for DVC members or for if they ever do it for annual pass holders in Disney. Definitely take advantage of it. Besides the little bit of chaos in the beginning, it was a, a really good time. I will say that while I did enjoy the Hulk at night, my new favorite thing to do in Orlando at night is Dr. Doom's Freefall. That's, That's amazing to do at night. And with that said, Stephen has been quite quiet this time around, so we have I to... Feel, we've been talking too much for these yeah. other guys. I feel bad. And he did get up at 1 a.m. to record this, and he has to go back to work, and it's it's almost 2 a.m. It is 2... It's 2.02 a.m. on his two side, so we are going to just... Uh, Bring him into the conversation, and we're going to discuss uh, our his upcoming trip to Universal. And he wants if you want to ask us any questions or you want any advice, the three of us are here for you, buddy. Ideally, so, I mean, what are your plans? Yeah, I mean, we're getting over early doors. Uh, we're booked into the Hard Rock for a night, uh, and we're going to head over about about seven o'clock to try and check in, drop our bags, and head over to the parks for early entry and pick up our express pass as well, which is the best way to do it. I've done that before. We're we're only there for two days at Universal, so we're going to try and fit in as much as possible, and I think we can probably do it for the time of year it's going to be as well. I mean, the first time I was there was 1992, so, I mean, you can imagine the things that have changed since then. Obviously, they've opened up the new park at Islands of Adventure. Saw that actually getting built in 1996. When we were over, we stayed in the, the Howard Johnston that looked right across the top of it, which was great. It was really exciting because obviously we knew we were going to get back in a few years' time anyway. Uh, but get there early, uh, do the Express Pass, and basically do Islands of Adventure first. We'll head over and do Harry Potter. Uh, but as I said, I mean, the, the things that have changed, I mean, we, we were there when Confrontation was there the first time. Obviously, they've got the new Skull Island, Kong as well. But Confrontation, we, we stayed in line for two hours with that. Uh, and that was well before any Universal Express or any Fast Passes were even thought of back then. So you either queued or you didn't go on the ride. Uh, but I mean, the, the at that point, it was in the height of the summer. You're talking 9 o'clock in the morning, it opened, and it maybe closed 10 or 11 o'clock at night, so it was a full-on day. 
Whereas just now, obviously, coming up to October, the, the time that you're actually going to be in the park is, is shortened, because uh, obviously it's a wee bit out of season as well. So we are looking forward to it. As I said, there's a lot of things that we've not done. Love the Forbidden Journey. It is my favourite ride in Florida. It's just got everything, but I'm really looking forward to going in Gringotts as well, because I've not done that. Skull Island is a very publicised ride as well, as so I've seen a few things on YouTube, and it was a, a sort of viral thing that we were doing in relation to the the promotion of it as well, so I've been following that quite through as well. And then Jimmy Fallon, I've not done that. Not a great fan of Jimmy Fallon, so it's, that wouldn't really be a draw in relation to the highlight that he's there, but a new ride's a new you know ride. What the, so you know what the highlight will be? You'll be able to ride through my my area. <laughs> That's what it is. You'll you'll basically you'll be able to be around the greatness that is me when you're on that ride because I'll be just across. I remember that when, when I'm riding okay. that, I'll be right across right across the water and everything. So you know you'll be like, oh, this is this is Dave country. You know, right there that makes. Make it sure great. you wear your boots because the bulls get a little high in there. <laughs> Listen, every time we were in Jimmy Fallon, all I kept thinking was WNBC from uh, Howard Stern. That's all I kept thinking about. And obviously we don't get that over here, you know, and they're talking about hashtag the panda. It could be anything that they put in there and we wouldn't have a clue what it was. So uh, <laughs> I think these are sort of incidentals. But when I mean, you were saying about the mummy as well, I mean, the mummy is an excellent ride. You know, in relation to where it throws you about, goes back and forward, the heat, the the screens, everything, and Transformers as well, we've not done that, you know, so there's a lot in the last five years that's actually transformed, funny enough, <laughs> and that I've not done, so I'm really looking forward to our, our trip this time. I think, being before, it used to be like two every two years that I'd went, and there wasn't enough of a change in relation to that, you know, so there's maybe one ride that has been changed, this time is a good whack of rides that I've not done and I'm really looking forward to it, especially in the, you know, with the, the train journey between the two parks as well, you know, because beforehand you had to leave one park and then go way past uh, the Hard Rock Cafe and stuff like that to get to the other but this time obviously you can do the, the Hogwarts Express and go between the two, which obviously is a ride as well, so it's it's an exciting time for Universal. Uh, now, have you ever done the water rides over there? Done the, done Jurassic Park. I've done Dudley Do Rights and Popeye. And as you say, you get absolutely soaked in them all. Dudley Do Rights oh, yeah. is a bit weird. You know, it's a it's, it's I'm six foot two and trying to get into the boats. You know, they, they get around there. It's a bit of a struggle. And the last time I was really jammed that much into it. That I, I hurt my leg right the way through because it was jammed in, it. and then then try to get out the other end is really, really it's not the best experiences, but <laughs> it is good, yeah, especially right. looking down the big hill. And you you know it's like a it's going up and down the hills as you're actually coming down the bottom, uh, and obviously folk fire and things that year, and there's water everywhere. But yeah, I will say I was surprised that you really don't get that wet on. Um Jurassic Park, but if you think you're gonna ride uh, Dudley Do Rights and think, okay, well it's a flume, it's it's gonna be like Splash Mountain, you get a little wet, but you're not oh. gonna get too wet. No, 
you got soaked on that thing. Yeah, so if you do things at the side as well, so I mean you can go in there, and I think that's just a red light that folk put money into. <laughs> I got gypped on that. I wanted to try it. I I uh, swiped my card. They charged me. The thing never came on, so I got I got gypped <laughs> out of five bucks. I think it's what you call the Florida sun. <laughs> just yeah, just well, dry this out was, there. I di- this I did at night. I was only going to do... I told I disappeared from my friend Dan. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do Dudley Do-Right. I got off Dudley Do-Right. And I was just that soaked that I'm like, you know what? Why not? I might as well just go on Popeye at this point. Which made me even soakeder. If that's such a word. But <laughs> it was just... It made no difference at that point, so it's like I'm like, well, I might as well just take advantage. I bought a change of clothes, so that is one thing that if any of our listeners are going to uh, do, if you do end up going and riding those nah. rides, make sure you have a change of clothes. Yeah, you get wet and you wander around. That's half the fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Make me walk around well. with wet socks all day. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm putting on flip flops for that ride. <laughs> I I will not do that ride with shoes on. Uh, I mean, we're talking about the Hulk as well. I mean, as you say, it's an immense roller coaster. Obviously, it's just been up and going through a, a big sort of upheaval and, and upgrade for that. But the first 10 seconds of that ride really makes it. It's just when it spits you out, you know, 60, 70 mile an hour right into the floor of the sunshine and it's then you go right into a, a, a turn straight away it's it's immense it really is i've not i mean you've got rock and roller coaster it's got the same sort of fire ride system but getting into the sun you know when you're actually inside the building then getting fired into the sun is a totally different concept and then going right into a dip straight away i just it's so fast and so exciting it, the adrenaline just rushes right the way through you. Yeah. And I wish Chuck was here because then he could throw out the term linear induction <laughs> to us. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's not a lot, obviously, that I don't know about. I mean, I, I'm quite well versed within Universal and uh, obviously Disney parks as well. And I, as you say, I mean, going for a fortnight every few years, you really have to take into consideration everything you really have to plan everything out meticulously you know it's not one of these things that you can just go i mean i was speaking to the folk in work about you know getting the fast passes for disney i've just passed my 60 day uh, cut off for the fast passes starting and i actually fell out with my travel agent to actually get the the ticket number so i could actually go ahead and get the fast passes because i knew that like flight of passage and the navi river journey were just getting eaten up left right and center so I was actually, I fell out with them over that, so I managed to get them, but they cannot believe the amount of organisation that you actually have to put into a holiday like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, I, I could never do that. I says, but that's half the fun. You know, you're actually, you know, you're trying to get all these things done. You're trying to obviously build a holiday for yourself that's actually going to be excellent. You know, up at six o'clock in the morning, no getting back to, to bed till midnight. That's half the do you fun. Have any, you can sleep do you later have on. Any, well, that was my question. Do you have any relaxation time built into your trip? No. Or is it just going to be straight go, go, go? We're going to Typhoon Lagoon uh, one day. And the day we get there, we're going to Disney Springs. But out with that, it's full on. Every, every day is 
you know, we've got <laughs> something on. But I mean, I'm, that might change. It depends how we're feeling later on. But I mean, I could just go 24/7. You know, they could stick me in a park, and I could, I would, I wouldn't go home. Well, just make sure that you do take some time to kind of rest on the um, on the beach while you're at Typhoon Lagoon for a bit. Oh yeah, all right, we'll do that. Even Dave went back to the room and go to the pool for a little bit. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, I had been a couple times. You guys wanted to basically do the coat. I love coasters. Don't get me wrong. I just I can't do coaster after coaster after coaster. I I need. When I was younger, yeah. Now I guess as I'm getting older, I'm feeling the vertigo. I can do one coaster and then I need to take a little break. Maybe go for another ride. Uh, at the same time, though, I can do spinning rides. Like I did go back on. I did go on Storm Force and loved it, which is. Storm Force is basically the uh, answer Prime to the. <laughs> no, not even Prime People World. It's the it's the, it's Universal's answer to the Mad Tea Party. So it's just it's basically a Marvel themed teacup ride, and I was none of my friends wanted to do it when I, the last time I went to uh, Universal, and I just like well, you know I need I need to be able to say that I rode every single ride except for the. Uh, the Tarragon Flyers, the Paragon Flyers, which I would love to ride, but it's you have to have a kid with you. So I need to rent the child for the next time I go because I need to be on that. <laughs> it's no the I best, right? Tear down it's like, no the best, right? <laughs> I know. I just want to say that I experienced it. So maybe I'll try to get my niece or something to come with me beforehand. So, But I love the spinners on top of that. So, But... I can only ride, like, I can ride it and then I need a little bit of break, so I figured, I have the pool over there, we had a room that was overlooking the pool, it was a beautiful pool, I'm like, I need to go for a swim. So I left uh, Joe and Becca for a little while, had my swim, they uh, did a marathon on Rip Ride Rocket, and later on we met up again and had a little bit of fun. Now Joe, would you ever do the Cat in the Hat again? Yeah. I love the Cat in the Hat. I love Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat is one of it, my it's, favorite it's, films. He Never wanted mind. to kill me because that was the last. That was the last ride we did. Listen, we, we could have gone to the hall. It was like, all right, listen, I want. I want to do Cat in the Hat. That's my favorite. That's my favorite dark ride in that park. It's the only dark ride, no, but it's my favorite. Dark no, ride. so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to Jeff. Jeff for a second here. Right, I'm gonna bring Jeff because <laughs> Jeff is my coaster buddy here. Right. Yeah. So Jeff, imagine this. You haven't. You have never been to this park before, right? Right. And it's like the end of the night, and you have Express Pass, and you're like, you haven't been on Hulk yet. And you're like, let's go on that. And Dave's like, no, let's go on Cat in a Hat instead. And we're like, are you serious? And like, we're like five minutes away. So we forego riding Hulk to go on Cat in a Hat. The guy who's working the thing, we give him Express Pass, look at us like, are you nuts? We're the only ones in there. <laughs> right. That's a great ride if it's raining out, whatever, if you got little kids, you know, if you're a huge Cat in a Hat fan. But we gave up riding Hulk Ouch. to go around a Cat in a Hat. <laughs> Rebecca, if you're listening to this, I love you. That could have been a bad ride a couple of years ago because they actually had to tone it down the way that it was actually yeah. spinning around. Uh, That's right. Because it was actually throwing folk out of the carriage. So I think they've toned it down a bit. But I, yeah. I like Cat in a Hat. I like everything about Cat in a Hat. I love the film. It, it was fun. The, the, the it, thing. It, it's just, it's just a all, fun ride. In all ride. honesty, I actually, when looking at the time from there, I only did Cat in the Hat because I didn't know. I, it was a while since I was at Islands of Adventure. I it was like eleven fifty eight when, or like when we got, went got over there. I did not know if we actually were able, going to be able to get over to Hulk in time before it closed. Right. We, we would have made it, Jeff. We, we would have made it. <laughs> 
So I'm like, I might as well just do this. You guys got it the next day. He's never, he's never going to live that down, ever. I, I, I bought it up, so I I will... I let I let myself be accountable for it. I called myself up on the cuff for it. I know I messed up. It is what it is, but... No, you didn't... You did, uh, listen, you were a fantastic guide for those two days. You... you Showed us everything, like more than we could ask. So trust me, we're just busting your chops on that one. I got you. (laughs) All right. Well, gentlemen, this has been most fun, but we are running a bit long. So to our um, regular Disney listeners, I hope we didn't uh, shock you too much and um, scandalize you by leaving the confines of Disney World. We still love Disney, and we will continue to talk about Disney. But once in a while... It's good to have Universal right down the road because Universal does good things. It keeps Disney on its toes and it basically has them respond with really good stuff that's coming down the pike. Had Universal not been up in their game, Disney might not have either at this point. So it's good to have a little friendly competition and it's good once in a while to kind of just see what the boys down the road are doing. So hope you enjoyed this version of the Minion Dudes. Gentlemen, let's go around. Tell us where you can be found on the internet. Steven, where are you? Yeah, on the Twitter machine, you can get me at SJM Disney. Perfect. Joseph? You can find me on Twitter at Joe Quiet. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable every uh, at least once a month. So. Excellent. Jeff? You got it. Uh, you can find me at BrainDud92 on Twitter, and I'm currently forming a new website. It's DaveLovesTheSpinners.com. <laughs> Fidget Spinners are also included in that. And you can find me on Twitter at Figments Reality, and make sure that you check out the Mickey Dudes at TheMickeyDudes.com for original blog content by all of our um, rotators, sort of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much Pat. Although I have to write a couple now that I got a really nice library of stuff to write about. So I think I'm going to have to change (laughs) that soon. And make sure you follow the Mickey Dudes at Twitter, at the Mickey Dudes. All right, gentlemen, this has been most fun. To our listeners, have a nice day. Thanks for putting up with us. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.